0: The Cruiser Kick Radio has risen from the acid of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas, big bananas, bananas. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby fine and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh. I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon out of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga rope like that cow, I guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but- now look at that doc, y'all, fuck that. Black D, bullshit, okay. man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J.Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Morris. So here we go with this uh, Wednesday show. So this is going to be a quick one, probably throwing in about an hour or so. Um, plan on doing this. No breaks. Just go straight through. Um, I, I more or less, I take the topics on Facebook, which I always really, really enjoy doing. Um, because, well, I mean, I, I like to know that I'm probably going to cover topics that people are looking to hear. Um, the only downfall to this is, and I'll take topics from anyone, I don't care whether they listen or not, but um, sometimes people who don't listen post topics, and it's things that I've gone over week in and week out, so it's, it's crazy because, uh, you know, I mean, I can go back into the thing you didn't hear the last time I said it, you're not going to hear it this time I say it, so it is what it is. I'll take it, I'll go over them, you know, if I've already touched too much on some of the stuff, then, you know, I'll, I'll address it as such, but anyway. Um, Before I get into any of that, um, this past Friday, I got a chance to go to the Bronx Zoo had a special event called Evening with the Gorillas, which um, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm obviously a huge, huge animal lover, and one of my favorite animals to observe is gorillas, Um, and uh, they're one of the most interesting animals to observe in captivity because they really take on you know such form of um you know families and they have such a similarity to human behavior Um the thing is is all animals have family and they have um you know ways of communicating with each other and and really um you know keeping their species going and different ways of operating um gorillas it's so much easier to connect to because it is so much similar to the human behavior. So, um, I think it does draw in a lot of people to, you know, like what they're up to and, you know, watch them and, and that type of thing, because it does draw such similarities. Um, but they are just so, so interesting. And the Bronx zoo has one of the best gorilla exhibits in the United States. Um, I haven't been to a whole ton of them, um, as far as gorilla exhibits go, but, I've been to Philly, I've been to uh, the Bronx, and, I mean, Philly doesn't even come close. Um, So um, I highly recommend the Bronx uh, girl exhibit. Well, anyway, they had a special event, which was called the Evening with Gorillas. So it was, um, you know, a special event aside from the actual zoo admission. So you paid extra, you know, quite a bit. Um, And it was a small group, and they offered wine and cheese and stuff, but I don't give a fuck about wine or cheese, to be honest with you. Um, so I, um, you know, you go up there, they have a whole spread laid out, you know, and, um, you know, really, really nice setup. And they bring you into an upper area where they hold a lot of special events. And, you know, they have some like sleepover events for like kids and stuff like that all this stuff's pretty pricey, but, um, it's really nice because it's in this room. It's like a conference room, but, you know, there's big open windows of the different animal exhibits that are, you know, surrounding there in the, in the, uh, Congo gorilla forest. So you have, um, two, ah, man, I I don't even remember the types of monkeys, but two different types of monkeys. I just hit my medals. Um, (laughs) two different types of monkeys when you gesture with your hands when you're doing a podcast you just hit random things on your walls it doesn't make sense to be gesturing but uh anyway um there's two windows you know with with the monkeys in them and you can look and these are windows you don't normally get the opportunity to view these animals through so it's really cool and uh you know really personable so you do that and then uh you get a lot of free time to, uh, you know, go see the gorillas and stuff without, you know, the zoo mob, the crazy crowd of, you know, the normal, uh, flow in there, because it is one of the most popular exhibits. So generally when you go there, you I mean, just the kids and, the, you know, the noise and the, you know, everything, it just, it gets pretty, uh, crowded and you can get groups to pass through and it'll hit its lows at times, but it's, very small windows you get where it's actually, you know, calm in there. So it was pretty cool. Um, a lot of opportunity to take pictures and stuff. They gave one speech, you know, with the, um, the their keepers and they tell you a little bit more about the gorillas and the families and everything. It was cool to learn. Um, they were going to do another, well, they did do another speech, which was with their, um, their, uh, I guess global conference and they were going to explain to you more about, you know, conservation and stuff like that. Myself, I didn't, I didn't want to hear any of that. Um, you know, I know a lot of the ins and outs as far as the conservation efforts and this and that, and the, you know, that stuff is tremendously important, but, um, I really wanted to spend more time with the gorillas and I actually, um, really benefited from that too, because, um, Ernie is the silverback gorilla who is the leader of the one of the two families. Um, there's actually two different families and then there's another bachelor group of males and the bachelor group of males switches in and out with one of the families. If you don't care about gorillas, this part of the show is horrible. Um, and, uh, Ernie's the biggest fucking gorilla you've ever seen. He's like 500 pounds. Um, he, he's massive. Uh, he, he's really, really impressive, but, he runs shit. He doesn't, he doesn't feel like coming out until he feels like coming out. And they'll tell you like, look, it's, <laughs> he he only comes out when he feels like it. And uh, most of the time he doesn't feel like it. So he spends a lot of time, you know, hanging more inside and stuff and you can't view him from there. So um, you'll see the girls and the babies. There's five girls in that family and five babies. Um, so they're all really, really you know, entertaining to watch and everything because they act like kids and, you know, run around smacking each other and, you know, messing with the parents. You can see the parents like rolling their eyes and, you know, the moms like rolling their eyes at them and stuff. And, um, but Ernie, like you said, you, it's hit and miss on whether you're going to see him and you kind of just got to wait and be patient. And because I sat out the other, you know, that second speech, I was able to get not one, but two opportunities to see Ernie. Uh, first time he came out, sat there for, you know, maybe five minutes headed back in a couple of minutes later, here he comes out again. He sits down for another five minutes and then he headed back in everybody else who was up back in the group, you know, listening to the speech completely missed seeing Ernie. So I was really, you know, happy with, uh, you know, being able to see him. He's always, he's the superstar of the group, you know, so everybody's really, really entertaining, but, um, he's the one I wait and I hope for, you know? So, um, yeah, I was really happy with that, but yeah, I mean, I'm really just into the whole experience as far as the gorillas and, you know, watching them. I love the Bronx. Zoo as a whole, but that's by far my favorite thing to watch and, and look at. I took a whole shitload of pictures. I posted about, you know, 30 something pictures on Facebook. Did you Go check it out. Um, so, so that was that, uh, really good time. Really enjoyed it. The, the Bronx zoos you are gonna find me there a lot this year. So, in my my off time. Um. So here we go. The questions and stuff. Uh, Zach wants to know. Cause look, you know, I I I leaned off of you know saying the people's names that were asking or the questions or giving me the topics because to me, just like I don't know, I. I like to stay as far away from the mold of, like, a, a podcast or a radio show as possible because I like to to be just, you know, as conversational as it could be. Um, sometimes, you know, um, those molds where it just falls into Zach from New York, Walsado, you know, like, it should just kind of, I don't know, just gets on my nerves. But I guess it, it means something for people to hear their name a little bit, so I'll I'll do it, you know. Well, Zach asks – Um, as far as wrestling goes, uh, Jinder Mahal being WWE champion. Well, I haven't watched WWE in months upon months. I have the network and I still haven't fucking watched it. Um, but, uh, so I'm making like a monthly donation to the WWE, uh, 999 at that. Um. Cool, whatever. I mean, I I don't give a shit who's the WWE champion at this point. Um, not really a Randy Orton fan, so I mean, the title coming off of him, I don't know why anyone would be, you know, super angry. Jinder Mahal from the last time I saw him, has just gotten fucking enormous. I mean, whatever the fuck that dude got on, he he clearly got on some shit. Um, he's fucking shredded, you know. So, I mean, good for him. <laughs> shit, shit worked out and got him a push and i think they're going on some kind of tour um overseas which benefits them highly to have jinder as champion they were like parading in the streets and stuff when he um when he won the title so you know i mean you know getting the company over globally is always a huge huge thing so it couldn't hurt at all to you know give a guy a belt you know get people riled up on another continent and uh you know, it is what it is. I did see um a clip of Randy Orton backdropping genders two guys on the, the announce tables and holy shit for a guy who, you know, <laughs> fucking bitched out the indies and all of that on his uh his rant the previous week, man, this dude just <laughs> fucking murdered that second dude. He just dropped him like on his fucking head without any regard i mean he even made a face like holy shit that must have hurt like i mean that's some indie shit right there you know some (laughs) some unprotected dangerous shit so it's weird that he kind of picks and chooses his spots as far as like and you know like i said i'm i wasn't offended about the randy orton rant to begin with but i just thought it was funny within seven days he was dropping a fucking guy on his head like a (laughs) you know on some old wild shit um so there's that. Uh, Jersey All-Pro worldwide returning. Um, excited about that. I'm just excited for anything that goes on with Jersey All-Pro. You know, Jersey All-Pro is something I have a huge soft spot for. Pierre's a great dude. Frank was, um, you know, an, uh, irreplaceable. I mean, that that's one of the dudes that's a straight-up icon of Northeast Indies. And an icon that I, I hold fond. Um, you know, like zandig and man here's the thing um i'll get back into that in a second uh but frank you know he really held it down as a guy he didn't take no bullshit he came out there he ran jersey all pro you know pierre was always you know in there making shit happen and those guys put on one of the best products that could really compete with anything that was out there. If you look at the things that have gone on in Jersey all pro over the years, I mean, it's just, it's monumental and a lot of other, you know, feds really copy and pasted what they were doing. You look at, you know, how ring of honor started out their first show. They did a fucking straight up Jersey all pro match. I mean, the hit squad started off their first show squashing the Christopher street connection. That was a Jersey all pro home you know, homegrown shit all day long. You know, they started off with low key being one of their main stars. That's a Jersey All Pro guy, you know. Those guys um, you know, really put a lot of guys on the map. Special K. All of that started out in Jersey All Pro. So um you know, you always gotta respect what Jersey All Pro is has brought to the table. You know, Frank passing away really makes it hard for a lot of people and you know i'm I'm friends with pierre so I, you know i get a chance to talk to him from time to time and um i mean you, you don't have to know the guy to know that that's that's just um earth shattering to have lost frank and to even continue it really puts people in a in a strange mindset to even figure out how to continue something that was so, so much of a family. There was so much of a togetherness and a way that things ran and that excitement between Frank and Pierre and Jeff. And, you know, for those guys to get together and still be able to do it, it's on one hand, it's something that in my opinion needs to be done because Frank would never want to see the death of Jersey all pro wrestling ever. So, as as difficult as it is to run it without him, you have to run it for him, you know? Jersey All-Pro just going away and being a a thing of the past would would be a nightmare to Frank, you know? Um, as far as it being everything it once was, that's going to be a difficult task without Frank. But if anyone could do it, it's the people who love Frank the most, and that's Pierre and Jeff and, and those guys. You know, in that locker room that, you know, as I as I just mentioned, these guys and and everything that Jersey All Pro did for them, those same guys to hold the banner, of Jersey All Pro, and push it forward is is, is something that I feel is really important. Um, so Jersey All Pro Worldwide, um, they're going to be doing a, a TV taping or worldwide taping, whatever you want to call it. Um, I believe that's July first. It's a Saturday. It's in South River. Um, and that's going to be, a, I believe, 3 p.m. It's the first part of like a double header or something like that. Um, I'm going to get Pierre on, you know, before then, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, what I was starting to say, um, I didn't want to jump off of my Jersey All Pro topic. Is John Zandig? John Zandig um, was such a absolute, no pun intended, icon of what uh, the Northeast indies were i'm an old school john Zandig guy um a lot of what's happened since his return i'm not so much for um it it's it's very strange it's hard to it's hard to get behind and it's it's hard to uh deal with, you know, just the fact that John Zandig was such an, a large and in-charge guy, the fucking guy, like, he didn't take no bullshit, he was there, he was running shit, it was his way to highway, this and that, and, you know, he came back, and he tried to come back 100 miles an hour, and he jumped off the fucking roof with Janella and broke his fucking back, and, you know, and he was supposed to be coming back into CZW, but because of the broken back, it took him out, and then, I guess, Communications completely broke down Between him and DJ Because he kind of left DJ high and dry Because a lot of what Zandig was You know, in CZW as, was just kind of A, a talking piece Just kind of, um, you know, obviously They were leading to matches and stuff like that But, like, a big part of what it was Was he was going to be the, You know, the Zandig guys And, you know Fucking Team Zandig And, and they were going to run a whole giant fucking angle around it, and it kind of got left dry, so, um, that, I mean, that wasn't really the best move, you know what I mean, and I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a die-hard CZW defender anymore, you know, I'm um, so, it's it's not really, you know, me trying to take anybody's side or anything like that. And you know, it's no secret. I I don't like the fucking management of GCW. Um I'm doing my best to to try to tone down, you know, how much I fucking point that out because it's blatantly obvious and everybody fucking knows that. I'm not I don't want to go into long fucking segments on how, how badly I hate the two of those assholes anymore. Um and I did some more of it on Sunday with Shaheen and it's just I I don't know we got, we got to come up with more topics. I'm going to make a conscious effort to come up with some more shit to, uh, not just continue to just be the same fucking thing over and over. Cause it's just, it's not my intention to go into that. I don't really give a fuck about saying anything about those dudes, but the last thing I'm going to have happen is to be the theme of my show weekly is to just talk about these fucking people that I don't like. So, um, you know, I cover the product and all of that stuff, but you know, that that's a separate situation. Um, but, you know, some of the stuff that Zandig has done and just, uh, you know, the roads that he's gone, he's he's trying to put his name in front of things that's not really his. And it, that's not something I'm able to stand behind and go like, yeah, I'm a Zandig guy, so I'm with what he's like. He's just, he's just co-signing another person's product, you know, and you know, he started, you know, posting all kinds of crazy shit as far as, uh, you know, trust me, I'm the one who did that, and I'm the one who could do this. And it's like, yeah, but, man, I'm a grown-ass, man. I, I know who's doing what, and it's not John Zandig right now. So I kind of had to step back from as far as just the whole, you know, I, I am a an old-school John Zandig guy, no question about it, but a lot of what he does now is not quite the same, you know, I I love to see him play a part in something. And, you know, I support everything that he does as far as his performance and this and this, but like, you know, even, even last year when he did that, um, the tournament survival thing and they had those backstage fucking pep talk things like that, that's the dude that lost touch a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean no disrespect to what he's done in the past and everything cuz like I said, I hold that old school CZW near and dear. That is my 100%, my favorite thing that's ever happened in wrestling. Was that period in CZW where um, you know, those those 2000s, you know, in CZW, those that's that's the uh fondest memories of wrestling that I have overall, straight up. But um yeah, it, it's, you know, some of it has kind of passed them by and you know, he is such a bad motherfucker that he's going to try to catch up immediately upon reentering the scene. And, you know, unfortunately, man, that led to a big fucking injury and it shaked up a lot of things. It shook up a lot of things, you know, um, like I said, it kind of left CCW with no answers. And, you know, it was supposed to be Matt Tremont and and, uh, John Zandig and GCW and it made that not happen. Now, uh, you know, we're going to get that first round of the tournament of survival, but, you know, you just worry about the guy. You, you don't want to see him just fucking destroy his body upon re-entry into the wrestling business. That's a guy you want to see come back and make a fucking better run than the first one, which is fucking tall order. But that's the type of shit you want to see when uh, the icon John Zandig comes back in. So, I don't know. Um Thoughts on the UK scene blowing up. Um, I don't really know much about it. Um, I, I've never been like really, a um, European wrestling fan. So from what I've heard, it's gotten pretty big, but I don't really know, you know, too, too much about it. Cause I, you know, like I said, I've never been too into it. um, uh what keeps you going as a fan uh well, if you've listened to the show, you know that nothing keeps me going because I'm not going um and then here's non wrestling questions uh what keeps you going with shit like tough Mudder? well, you know again i I went over this in my in the next question many and many a times it's just It's stuff that drives me. It's something that challenges me. It's something to strive for, um, something to train for. You know, when you get to a certain age, it's like, all right, well, what's your motivation? You know, you want to look better, obviously, but um, a lot of times looking better is a long-term goal. Um, Short-term, you need to up your performance on a day-to-day basis. And what is your reason for upping your performance? I mean, It, it could be just that small shred of, you know, pride or, or self-accomplishment that you have to want to hit higher numbers and stuff, but sometimes it's harder to come by. So you got to put some kind of goal, some kind of light at the end of the tunnel in front of you. And, you know, every year I have, um, what the fuck? Uh, I have this, uh, the, these races and, you know, I set out five or however many every year as my challenge. So this is the measuring stick to how well did I train every year? How good did I do? Um, how have I improved myself? And that's, that's the measuring stick as, as I get older, I also have something that every year I could challenge myself and seemingly get even stronger and better despite getting older, which makes you feel pretty good about your progress. Um, and then the follow up question is uh thoughts on my girls doing their first Spartan race. Again, I talked about that as soon as they did it. You yeah, know, I mean that that's just like I said. Um am I going to watch the All Eyes on Me movie? Um I don't watch many movies, honestly. Um I haven't seen the NWA movies, Out Compton. I haven't seen a lot of movies. I generally don't watch movies. It's a pretty good blanket statement to just say I don't watch movies. And occasionally when I watch a movie, that'll just be like the exception, but I don't really uh, watch movies. It's um, I work six days a week Um, after work. I only have so many hours that are free, you know, especially if I go to the gym come home by the time i actually get dinner in me and stuff it, it's fucking time to wrap shit up You know what i mean like i really don't even have a whole ton of time left um when i do these shows this is this is my night you know what i mean i i i come home i eat i you know get ready to do this thing and then by the time i'm done that's, that's, that's it you know um so i i just i don't watch many movies and uh it's just generally Not what I choose to do with my free time So occasionally I'll watch movies But um, I don't know Maybe maybe not What rapper or rappers Should have a movie done on their lives Um, I mean I don't know like you know I just look at like longevity wise And like those type of dudes Um, So You know a guy like fucking You know Busta Rhymes is always a favorite of mine you know, long-term, um, definitely, um, like a KRS-One, you know, because, I mean, he was, you know, when they were doing BDP, they were on some, you know, way harder shit, you know, to see, uh, you know, Scott get killed and everything, and, uh, you know, have him go from, this type of rap to that type of rap to the different things that he's done in the community and stuff, you know, something like that could be interesting. Um, you know, I mean, Jay-Z's been through a whole ton in his career, you know, that type of shit. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough to say. I mean, there's a lot of people who've taken a lot of crazy paths and, uh, you know, started from, started from nothing and, and gotten to, you know, the stratosphere. So um, I, I think a lot of it just has to do with the way that the story is told. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of great stories to be told out there as far as the rap game. Because like I said, it, you know, you get people to go from nothing to every fucking thing. Like all the money in the fucking world. Uh, so, I mean, there's only so many that I would really be interested in seeing. And, you know, those are those are definitely some of them. Um, trying to think of who else offhand. Mm. I mean, you know, shit like, like Redman, you know, I always was a huge Redman fan, but I feel like that dude's going to be, um, it's just going to be like the How High movie. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's kind of the the movie that's going to come out of that. All right. Um, uh, Tony Deppens asked me, uh, the wildlife hunter that died by being squashed like a bug, and I didn't hear about this at all, but he said, uh, apparently dude shot an elephant and it fell over on top of him. So, I like the part where it fell over on top of him. I honestly, I wish every trophy hunter's fucking heart would explode as I say these fucking words. I really do. I have no fucking love for... That's one of those things, like, um... People who, you know, abuse animals or take joy in just fucking killing animals for sport and shit. I don't respect that. Um, there's some people who, I guess, do it, you know, somewhat honorably or whatever the case is. Or they have respect for nature when they do, like, the deer hunting. and. and it, I don't like that. I'm never, ever going to like that or feel like, you know, that that's a good thing. Um, I don't wanna say that I necessarily despise every person that hunts or anything like that, but that's always gonna be like a huge disconnect between me and that person. There's never gonna be like, you know, a fucking straight up bond, like I'll never be best friends with a s with a dude that, that kills deer for fun and shit. That's that's just not in me. Um trophy hunters though, the motherfuckers that go and kill exotic animals, like those motherfuckers I want to die slow. And you know the fact that this dude died after he killed something precious, something fucking endangered, something that you know is you know to me that's it's just it's inexcusable the type of shit that these people are up to uh you know us as a as a species overall have really just just been despicable you know the only reason we're i mean we're our intelligence has proved to be the most dangerous thing to every other species on the planet. We're, we're so intelligent that we're able to eliminate species from existence. And to me, I, I feel like that's a tremendous waste of an intelligence rather than having a mutual respect for the other species that live out there. There's such an arrogance and such a, you know, a dominance issue that, people decide that they just they don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck about what lives it's not them it's not people they put people on such a higher level where um you know like this asshole he jumped into the fucking lions den and pulled all his clothes off he was suicidal or some shit like that i forget where this happened but uh another country i believe and um they killed the two lions you know, and, and it, you know, people go, well, what are you going to do? You know, it's a person. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't feel like everybody's fucking life is that fucking valuable. First off. Second off, with this rash of fucking um, jerk-offs jumping into pens or letting their kids jump in the fucking pens, why does every zoo have no fucking ability to tranquilize an animal? None. They... You're like, oh, didn't have any tranquilizers on hand, so we shot and killed two fucking lions. Like, what the fuck, man? Why is that such a, a reoccurring trend where it's like, whoa, we had no choice but to kill the animal that we were caring for. Like, what the fuck? Because these people are fucking assholes. Like I said, too, you, it comes to the point where we have to protect the animals from us rather than protecting us from the animals. We have to build fucking enclosures That will protect the animals from us. That's how fucking stupid we are as fucking people. That's how irresponsible and fucking arrogant we are as people. That uh, an animal in captivity is still not safe from us getting it killed. Fucking unbelievable. You know what I mean? It's just shit like that. It it just just sickens me. You know, and, and... The people who, you know, fall on the side of joking about that. And that's where, you know, my heat with some of these motherfuckers online started and stuff. And the people that think it's a joke and I take things too seriously, you can go fuck yourself. And if you got a problem with any of that type of shit, you can fucking see me. Fuck all this online bullshit. Fuck all this. I fucking, I take care of animals. I save lives for my motherfucking job for the past 16 years. That's my fucking passion. It's not a fucking work. It's not a... And I don't even mean to use wrestling words. It's not a gimmick. It's not a fucking uh, something I'm doing for attention or something. This is this is a passion of mine. Until, until I die, I will be worried about animals' well-being. I will be doing my part as far as doing what I can to save animals, get cats homes that otherwise would have died. I'm turning personalities around. I'm making cats who come in the door and other people are la- labeling feral, and I'm getting them fucking... Comfortable, friendly, and have them laying on people's fucking couches, chilling and being part of someone's family. That's what I do. That's what I take pride in. So when it comes to people thinking, you know, animals on any level or some kind of joke or disposable, I don't respect you. I'll never respect you. I don't give a fuck how many other assholes you get together on your side to say what a jerk off I am for my opinions. You can go fuck yourself. Bottom fucking line with me anything involving animals, trump's any kind of bullshit you're talking about as far as I'm concerned. Because there's enough people out there that completely devalue animals and take the fucking human side of things. There's so so many fucking humans on this planet and there's only so many people who are actually fighting for animals to have any kind of fucking any even right to be here you know there there's only so many people who are even valuing animals existence on the fucking planet so uh you know that that's just my stance on on that whole thing um anthony uh oh wait wait. jose asked am i attending tod or zandig tournament this year no um just to elaborate a little bit I'm done attending wrestling. I've said this time and time again. I have explained it. I can explain it again. Don't feel like doing it at this moment, but I'm done attending wrestling. Um, Some Jersey All-Pro stuff I'm going to attend. I'm already not sure that that upcoming one's going to work out for me because it's a Saturday. It's at 3 o'clock afternoon show, which means I would 100% have to take the entire day off I got um, a race like a week from that, which I'm already taking off. I have 4th of July right around the corner from that, which um, obviously, you know, we get like a paid holiday, but I still work a half day for that. So I'm not so sure I want to take that day off yet because that's, that's just going to be a rough one. Like the way that it's scheduled and the spot where it lands, I'm not so sure that's going to work for me. But Jersey All-Pro is my ex- my exception especially with the generosity of pierre allowing me to photograph jersey all pro um that's something um i i don't think i'd be attending if i wasn't photographing to be to be honest with you because i just uh and it's not really a selfishness it's just the fact that um i i don't know i'm not into attending wrestling shows anymore it's not me um yeah, I did well, well over a decade of attending every single fucking month. So, uh, you know, there's, it, it runs thin on you sometimes, you know, and there's a lot of contributing factors, but so uh, Anthony asked thoughts of this notion of giving token guys title runs for their quote unquote loyalty. Well, again, this goes back into a lot of what I've been talking about the past couple of weeks with the Gacy thing. I think that's where he's headed with this. Not going to go back into the Gacy thing because I said, you know, what I feel that he, um, what he's worth and the things that I feel like he deserves there and stuff. And that title isn't necessarily it. Um, Leo is is doing his fucking thing already. I mean, he just won the title, but still, like, you see this guy at PWG, you see this guy here, you see this guy there, he's fighting Davy Richards, he's fighting this guy, he's fighting that guy that title just gets fucking brought to better places on a guy like Leo. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what your title should look like. Um, Thoughts on James Bond. uh, Oh, this is, this is Lou. Lou is saying uh, thoughts on James Bond, RIP Roger Moore. Um, I don't have any thoughts to be honest with you. I've never been a James Bond fan. Uh, I know he's, um, very beloved as as uh James Bond. I, I believe him and um Sean Connery, maybe Pierce Brosnan are maybe the three most uh beloved James Bond characters. So I really, really have no history or, or feelings on it. Um I got, you know, obviously it sucks when actors die that you like and stuff, but I've I really had no uh past history or you know, emotions towards it, but, uh, uh, thoughts on Manchester, you know, it's an absolute terrible tragedy, um, terrorists, you know, they, they just do crazy wild shit and, uh, just kill motherfuckers, they don't give a fuck, and, um, yeah, it's a shame, I mean, it's, it's so, so terrible, and, you know, it becomes to the point where you know that not, and nowhere you go is really safe. It could be anywhere. It could be anytime. You always got to keep your fucking eyes open and stuff. And, you know, a lot of times that won't even save you. So, I mean, it, I don't know what you say in a situation like this. I, I can say that, you know, when I turn on the TV the next day and they go, you know, Oh, we have a statement from our president on the, uh, on what happened. And, you know, Look, you guys could say whatever the fuck you want about Obama. You could take whatever stance where you hate the fucking guy, and you you know some crazy fucking shit goes on. Like, you know, I see these like uh, crazy fucking rag mags that still have on the cover like Obama is trying to overthrow Donald Trump's presidency. It's like shut the fuck up. I mean, what what is wrong with you people? Um, So. But you can say what you want about him, but when he came out and fucking made a statement on something, it sounded presidential, it sounded professional, it sounded respectful. You know, this it sounded heartfelt. This fucking guy comes out talking like a fucking, like Dr. Evil, like a fucking Austin Powers character. He goes... I'm not going to call these guys monsters. From here on out, I'm going to call these guys losers. They're evil losers. I I can't help but fucking laugh hysterically when the president responds to a terrorist attack with insults. Like, you killed a lot of people, but I'm going to call you a loser. Oh, you're going to blow people up, you loser? It's like, dude... What the fuck do you think is going on on their end? Do you think they're going into full fucking panic or anger or rage mode because this fucking guy called him a loser? This is fucking bananas, man. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks, man. This this president's fucking... This is some old new shit, man. Nobody has ever represented this country in this fashion. And and if you really think that this is a good representation of us, you should really look at your standards you really really look at your standards because this shit is crazy right here. they're evil losers. <laughs> what the fuck man he has his fucking pinky to his fucking mouth when he said that shit Get the fuck out of here um do you think it makes sense when different Indies run together, run different angles with the same wrestlers, for example, Tremont as father Tremont and c z w bulldozer everywhere else. Um, I mean, it depends. It really, really depends. I think, um, you know, if, well, that, that's a really rough example because CZW has not executed anything correctly as far as a heel or face, especially with a guy like Tremont. Tremont was one of the most over guys in the fucking company for them to actually get him over as a heel is pretty much impossible. Um, You'd pretty much have to have him go full on fucking necro butcher Hollywood, not punch his wife, but um, like Hollywood necro not fucking doing any death matches, like taking chairs and like throwing them out of the ring because he refused to use them headlocks and fucking, you know, like that type of shit only for like show upon show upon show upon show where other people are trying to get ultra-violent and he refuses and it never fucking happens. Like, that type of thing might be the only thing that gets Tremont over as a heel. And even then, you would need um, a big enough face to make the fans care about it, you know what I mean? And that's, that's been a big problem. The last time they tried to turn him heel, it didn't work. This time, it didn't really work. So, you know, the fact that he's a face everywhere else, yeah newsflash he's still a fucking face in CCW with different gear on whether he's acknowledging the fans for liking him or not it's you know even if he gets less of a a face reaction eh, it's not you know it's it's not uh, a mind-blowing as far as heel heat he's getting um yeah at times you know if a guy is running super heel program and then right up the road he's a face and stuff like that it can really uh Take away from the persona you're trying to put out there or the gimmick you're trying to sell. So I can see where that, that could make a difference. Like I said, with CZW eh, not too much. They do there if you take it seriously, even by their own staff or their own, you know, attempts at doing things. So, um, kind of is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can see that's, uh, that being something. Uh what happened to Viking? Uh look, I I don't fucking know the guy personally like that. Uh, I've heard many different things. Now through time he has said that the crack thing is not a gimmick. That's legit. And you know, he says it happily with a smile and he you know a lot of people just take this drug shit lightly and um if it is as legitimate as he swears for years that it is is you know look i i don't know any successful crackheads you know when i used to hang up north all the time you know we'd be out there we would make fun of crackheads you know crackheads were a joke they were never like that's a bad motherfucking crackhead right there you know what i mean like y- Look at that rich ass crackhead. <laughs> like, yo, did you see that crackhead's new car? Like, these are things you never ever heard before. Um, it's not a cool thing to do. So you might find a couple other people that are fucking half brain dead to go like, Yeah, man, a fucking guy's crazy, he does a lot of drugs. Like, yeah, but the end isn't good. Like, that's not like that's not gonna be a good ending where everyone's fucking happy and he's just a silly drug guy, like, no, he's fucking that shit isn't okay. Um, so if it, if it holds any legitimacy, uh, you know, I heard that that had something to do with it. Uh, I've heard that his girl's having a baby and that's why he's taking a time off. Again, I I don't know the dude personally to know that there's any legitimacy to any of the rumors I heard. Um, I know he also deleted his Facebook or disabled his Facebook, which, you know, if your wife's having a baby you don't just quick delete your facebook so there's got to be more to it than that um i would imagine because i've seen a, a million wrestlers have babies and stuff like that and you know their walls loaded up but congratulations you know focus on your family it's all good we'll be here for you when you get back like that it's it's not a whole lot of reason to like Abandoned social media There's gotta be a little more shit going on So uh that I mean that's My opinion on it Um there's there's just a lot of like Wrestlers that just Act like fucking children as far as Getting fucked up and I'm going here And I'm getting fucked up and it's like Dude how fucking old are you You know I understand You know I might be a little bit to the other side of things Because you know I'm, I'm pretty much You know I'm straight edge like I don't do any You know mind altering stuff I don't know if you know any of the, the the simple supplements I take or fucking ibuprofen or any of that shit makes me not straight edge. I never never really like the label straight edge, but I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I don't I don't do any of that shit that you know fucks you up. So um I don't know. Uh to me that's that's the path I've chosen, but you know, I spent eh, I, I went at least 15 years smoking weed every fucking day. Like there was not a day to pass that I didn't. Um, and then my drinking was so tremendously excessive that, um, you know, I mean, it it had to stop. It all had to stop. There was no, um, there was no pause button for me. There was no, uh, turning down the volume. It was, it was all in. And, uh, you know, I've done the, you know, the, painkillers and uh you know i've dabbled in a few things and stuff like that i never went anywhere near like heroin or anything like that but um you know i've done enough things where i i've had my time with that but there's there's a certain point where you get to a certain age and you're either gonna mature or you're gonna start fucking heading into the grave um and me i i chose to mature and um you know where some people have been through it so they show some kind of sympathy and stuff I don't like it just annoys me. just gets to the point where I just don't respect people's lifestyle when they're still living like that, and I mean shit, a lot of these people are fucking well younger than me, so maybe they'll be the same place that I am when when they're my age. who fucking knows? but I just look at a lot of them like just like like they're on a way lower life they're they're living a way sub substandard life to what I'm up to. You know what I mean? It's just it's just the evolution of what I've gone through and, and where I'm at now. It's just I just don't respect it. So it, there's a lot of that that goes on in wrestling. There's a lot of it that's just um, encouraged and um, celebrated, you know? just I'm just not with it. So it, it definitely takes away my respect for people, you know, when they live that type of shit. And um, it's a shame because a lot of these guys are really talented, but... You know, I, I mean, the my scene is crazy because you know, I mean, you look at the stuff that these guys go through and you go, "Fuck, man, what what must be wrong with that guy?" What yeah what the fuck's wrong with that guy? Well, you know, obviously sometimes <laughs> that that's gonna lead into other decisions they make in life too that aren't so fucking safe or or um, you know, just aren't gonna be the best decisions in life. So, I mean, what can you do? Um. Eric wants to know what I think the 49ers record will be this year. Oh, look, I, I'm always like way more hopeful and, uh, optimistic than, uh, my team pans out to be. Um, we won two games last year. We beat the Rams twice. That's it. We beat no other team in the league, but the Rams. That's it. So, um, we really got a fucking facelift on this team. I like to think that we're going to be anywhere between seven and nine and nine and seven. Um, conservatively, I would obviously fall with an eight and eight. Um, I would hope that, you know, we're able to do a little better. Um, who knows? Anything's possible. You know, you can go from worst to first in this fucking league. You you really can, um, the NFC West isn't the strongest division in the world. There are the, um, the Arizona Cardinals were very, very strong where they were right on our heels, you know, when we were actually contenders and the, and the Seahawks were there too. The fucking Cardinals were knocking on the door. You know, the Rams, uh, their defense was strong. Todd Gurley was playing fucking lights out football and then the bottom just completely fell out of them. And suddenly they were the only team in the NFL that we could beat. Um, and the Seahawks, whether people like to think it or not, um, the, the wheels have come off the Seahawks train. It's not the strong, strong, unbeatable team that they once were. Um, and you got guys like Richard Sherman who who are on their way out. I mean, they tried to trade him, or supposedly he was on the trading block. The pr- asking price is huge. Uh, Marshall Lynch is going to be playing in fucking Oakland this year. Or yeah, uh, I guess Oakland temporarily and Vegas. If he hangs around long enough, I would guess he's not there by the time they hit Vegas, but whatever. Um, A lot of, a lot of shakeups going on in Seattle and I, yeah, I despise the team. So again, the way I'm optimistic about the Niners, I'm pessimistic about the, Seattle Seahawks so I would Expect the bottom to fall out of those guys It's it's not just going to be You know they drop to the basement And anyone could beat them but I think once You start to show some possibilities of Being a contender the Seahawks Aren't going to be unbeatable in your path You know it's not like the Patriots sitting On top of your division or anything like that um, So Should be pretty interesting uh, You know My very very favorite sport So Always looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a way more exciting year for me to watch than it was last year, despite what our record ends up being. Uh, I think we should be a lot more competitive and, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. Um, What else did I want to talk about? Um, Tomorrow night, I believe I'm going to be doing another show with Jeremy. And, uh, you know, good friend Jeremy had attended the King of the Death match weekend last weekend. So I had planned on having him on tonight, but he had some stuff to do. Um, so I decided to schedule to do this thing with him tomorrow night. No Beckham. And, uh, yeah. So we're going to go over that weekend and, you know, talk that stuff up. And then you get another show with me on Sunday with Shaheen. So this is a fucking Yakuza packed week at this motherfucker. And, um, Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I left out. Um, Like I said, I just wanted to do a quick show tonight. Um, You know, touch base, hit some topics. Like I said, I always love getting over these topics that, um, you know, people post up there for me. And um, I said, uh, it does work a little bit better if you listen to the show because there's a good chance you're going to ask me about something that I've covered three times. But um, what can I tell you? Um, so yeah, let me uh find my <laughs> find my fucking outro. I know that's a thing. I I could have queued it up while I was looking at all that shit, but I was trying to think if there was anything else that I didn't hit. And uh, meanwhile, but yeah, I, I think that uh, TOS is coming up right around the corner, so uh, I'm sure Shaheen will have a bunch to say about that once we get to that. Um, he's uh he's over there planning some shit tonight. He was trying to get a uh, gauge on there and um, you know all sorts of things. Yeah, but I think Skype was fucking him. I don't know if he's able to get that together. Hopefully he does, but you know he's got a he's got an in there. So uh, I'd imagine he'll he'll get it done whether it's tonight or another night. But uh. What can what can you do? Where the fuck is this goddamn? I'm so professional. Um, what else? So yeah, check out the uh, sports den. They talk about sports, so check that shit out. Motherfuckers love sports. Um, and check out the Hot Tag podcast that may or may not have uh Nick Gage on it. Tonight. And uh, I think they were, they were lining up All sorts of things They were trying to do big big things So I'm interested to see what they get together And like I said Check me out tomorrow night With Jeremy Sunday with Shaheen It's going to be a lot of fun this week If you like to hear me talk If you don't it's going to be fucking horrible So I'll check you motherfuckers out Tomorrow Peace Talk to y'all later Have a nice night Stay dry, it's raining again, tired as rain, makes my grass green, I won't complain about that, that's all I gotta say, I'm out of here, I love all of y'all and uh, shit, you're all a bunch of fucking assholes, you been in the gym bro, you know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So, what I make you... Good. Jesus tell me, tells me all oh, the time to listen to so, what well, you gotta oh, say because you keep blazing people and I'm like, well I gotta <laughs> hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. I lie. Me. I don't have that problem. Me. I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The a Chick Radio. Jesus. So say night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food.